It has been said that our modern systems of communication are an extension into the external world of man's nervous system. Telephones, telegraph, radio, television, all this network of electronic devices is extending our nervous system in the same way as a wheel extends our feet. But consider the extension of the nervous system electronically means the end of privacy. The inconvenience of everybody being able to barge in on us by telephone. Double that inconvenience, treble it with the inconveniences you can imagine for a future technology where you would not only have the sound of the person's voice on the telephone but also their visual image. It can be so worked out technically that everybody can be equipped with a little gadget about the size of a pocket watch. On one side there is a dialing system and on the other side there is a little TV screen. And everybody in the world who possesses one of these things has a number. And if you ring it and the number doesn't answer, your friend's dead. Imagine. Because you can't not answer. That would be unethical. That would be inhuman. That would be to advertise yourself as dead. You must answer. Everybody is in touch with everybody else in such a way that it reveals their inmost thoughts and there is no longer any individuality. No privacy. Eventually, after attempting to control your thoughts, you would say to hell with it. I'll think just the way I feel like thinking. Now, what we're afraid of, you see, is that some power will control all of us by this method. But that power must be the one individual whose thoughts are not public. If the super controller has his thoughts public, then he can't be in that position. If everybody is circuited, so his private thoughts are public knowledge to all his friends and relations and to the controller, but the controller's thoughts are not public knowledge. Then you have a system which is a real dangerous kind of dictatorship. In this way, we feel that our individuality depends on our privacy. Insofar, in other words, as electronics is making everybody available to everybody else. We are discovering through technology a state of affairs which in fact has existed all the time. The first thing that human beings created on this planet to communicate with distant points were roads. In the 19th century, we began to go beyond roads because we discovered rails, then wires, the economic world became a network of roads, rails, and wires. 
But now the fascinating thing is, we are beginning to witness a disappearance of all those methods of communication. The railways and the roads have gone to the airplane and the wires have gone to radio and television. And you will see that as human beings become more technically efficient, that the scars of technology will disappear from the face of the earth. The moment that everybody has his personal hoppycopter, there will be no further need of the freeway. And the freeway will break up and grass and moss will grow over it because nobody's traveling it. And it'll disappear back into the landscape. Hooray! And these ridiculous automobiles in which we each travel around and make a nuisance of ourselves. But they will vanish because they simply are not technologically efficient. Because as a matter of fact, if we couple the science of television with the science of laser beams, we can get a three-dimensional image of anybody we'd like to see right here in this room. In other words, you can contact your friends in New York and you can assemble them all together in laser beam images by as it were dialing each one and say can you come on can you come on can you come on then we can have a laser beam created three-dimensional image of anybody you want to talk to sitting right in this room so that the same conference is happening in five different places let's say there are five people involved in each one of them there's one of them there who thinks he's authentic by means of further electronic technology Every one of these five people are not only visible to each other, but also their inmost thoughts are clear to each other. There is no concealment. We would go on from this, that just as the roads have disappeared and the wires disappear, eventually the electronic gadgetry will disappear. And the electronic network that communicates from person to person will eventually become ESP. We will get it from each other without any need for an electrical gadget by telepathy. Because you see, what all technology is doing, it's not creating a new situation. It is discovering what has always existed. When we started to use conscious attention as our main faculty of understanding the world and communicating with each other, we became ignorant of all the other methods of communication that exist because we specialized on one. And in order to function in this world, we had to make this one method of experiencing things. Find out all the channels of communication that exist. And explain them and talk about them and measure them so that we know they're really there. All it is actually doing, it is discovering the routes of communication that have always been there. 
Let's suppose we eventually discover that we don't need radio and that we don't need television because we have ESP. The first step is we make an electronic model of ESP. But then we discover that we don't need the model. We can do it anyhow, just like homing pigeons have radar built into them and white-throat birds can navigate by the stars. When we have finally no need to travel, to telephone, to communicate by any technical method whatsoever because we all instantly read each other's thoughts. Is that the point? Is that what we wanted, the thing we were, were trying to get? You find there's still something beyond that. Because when you can read everybody else's thoughts, you will find that reading somebody else just like reading you. Knowing somebody else's mind is pretty much like reading your own mind. Yeah, there are some little variations that are of interest, but basically, to know you thoroughly would be like knowing me thoroughly.